Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs and the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's Five in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen every day. We cover all things Spurs right here. And hey, while you're at it, make sure to check out the rest of the Lockdown NBA crew. From the subjects of the Bulls to the Mavericks to the Heat. And every, and every team is well represented on the Lockdown NBA Network. What are we talking about today? We're going to look back at the Spurs first four preseason games. We got another one uh, still on the slate against Houston. Uh, and, of course, a scrimmage game in between. But basically, what have we seen so far after four games in the preseason? Likes, dislikes, players standing out, players not standing out, players that maybe should be doing more. We can dive into all that as well as getting a very quick reaction on the big news that the Spurs waived number 19 pick, Lucas Samanich. To do that and more, I'm joined by Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Joe, are, are, are you first of all? Thank you for hopping on Lockdown Spurs. Uh, are, are you gonna have to put away your Lucas Amadich Spurs jersey? <laughs> Never had one, man. Uh, I'm not being mean to the kid. I thought, you, anything, I thought you had a collection. No, man, never had a collection. I had high hopes for the kid that maybe he'd pan out, but unfortunately, it just wasn't in the cards, you know. So it is what it is, you know. Not not every pick that the Spurs make in the NBA draft can be a success, and Unfortunately for Luca, his time with San Antonio came comes to an end. But hey, maybe the kid can still find, you know, another team to to play for. So good luck to him, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, follow him on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. Joe, quickly, you know, overall, you know, I, I know we talked about Lucas Amonish in the, yesterday's lockdown Spurs, but I just want to get your quick thoughts. Do you feel safe putting the putting the B word on him? That being bust. I don't feel safe putting the B word on the kid saying that he's a bust. Look, maybe he just didn't pan out here in San Antonio, but who's to say that he can't still make a go of it with another team? You know, maybe he can still find a home mm-hmm. at a with another NBA, you know, team and still be a an asset to them, you know, maybe coming off the bench mm-hmm. and being a role player. Um I think this just wasn't a good fit for the kid, you know, but I hope that he does find a another home somewhere and you know, thrives, uh, and he still can have a, a a good NBA career. You know, I mean, he's really young, Jeff, so I don't think that I want to say that he's a bust right now. I just, I think it's too early to say that. Yeah. Well, I, personally, I think he's going to be probably going overseas, back back internationally, where he can be the man. You know, that's what he was in, in Austin. You know, when, when he was putting up double-doubles, like 20 and 20s, you know, with the G League, it was because he was the man. And in the NBA, I don't think he will be the man. He'd be uh, a role player. Maybe that suits him. But, hey, if you missed out our thoughts on Locked On Spurs slash the Lucas Amonich News, go check out yesterday's Locked On Spurs. But, Joe, let's get into the main event, and that is the Spurs after four preseason games. Look, they're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, y- You know, it's a still a work in progress, and I think that's kind of like the theme of this segment is going to be work in progress. Joe, before we start talking about individual players, uh, what do you, what are, what are your takes overall after the uh, four games into the preseason for the silver and black? Uh, the Spurs uh, still need some work. You know, there's a, a little bit of inconsistency, uh, but you know, playing with different lineups and whatnot, it's to be expected. Uh, you do like some of the things you're seeing out of DeJounte early on, Derek White, a little bit concerning to me. Uh, you know, he hasn't been very consistent. Uh, same can go for, for Lonnie Walker. Need to see a little bit more out of the kid. As far as seeing some of the younger uh, generation of players that we have out there, 
good things to uh, get excited about with uh, one Josh Primo. I mean, he's really excited mm-hmm. the fan base and Absolutely. the kid looks legit. So I'd like to see me a little bit more Josh Primo out there, you know? I know I'm definitely going to be tuning into the Austin G League to see what the kid can do over yeah. there. That's for sure. Hey, you know, you know the the Spurs are are shooting their HEB commercials. Maybe just maybe Primo makes it, you know, because they have the Primo products. How can you on not? HEB. How can you not? How can you not? There? Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, it just fits, and his name is is, is cousin in Spanish. Yeah. You know, so it just goes hand in hand. You can have so much fun with that. Primo but picks. Let's just start. Primo picks. You know? Primo picks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. No, overall, this team is just looking like it's still a work in progress. You're, the word chemistry always pops up pre or post game um, in uh, the Zooms or um, at home among the players from Monty Walker to Bryn Forbes. They all say, hey, this is a work in progress. Uh, chemistry is Tony Popovich says it as well. You know, time to familiar, uh, get familiar with one another. And you're seeing that on the court, you know, some missed assignments, some off rotations, some uh, – Awkward uh, starting lineups, you know, before Luca left, you know, he got the starting nod. So you're you're just seeing a lot of mix and matching, and that's expected because you know the Spurs are trying to figure things out. I, Joe, I think it's safe to say that the starting unit is likely going to be White, Murray, Pirtle, Johnson, and McDermott. That's kind of what uh, we've been seeing so far in the preseason. That steady five, Joe, you're expecting that starting lineup when the games are for real and they count. I am expecting that starting five, you know, and I think it, they kind of, that starting five gives you a a good balance to start the game. You know, you have that Mm -hmm. high energy that you need out of Keldon Johnson, you know, kind of thrown in there with some veteran uh, leadership because I mean, you kind of need that out there on the court. You can't just fully go, you know, young and and expect to have uh, good results. You know, you still need to, Kind of mix it up and have veterans in there mixed with some of the the younger genera- generational players that we have, and that squad should be able to hold their own defensively, you know. And that's one of the big things that the Spurs kind of needed to work on last season. And you've seen that uh, uptick in defense happen in the preseason. Not only that, but pace is important as well. And hopefully, this team, this starting five can kind of keep pace with some of the faster teams out there, the younger uh, teams out there in mm-hmm. the NBA. So I think they're going to be competitive. Um, so I look forward to seeing the actual lineup that Coach Pop is going to run out with. He could fool us all, Jeff, and, you know, just kind of rewrite everything, you know, and just throw somebody mm-hmm. else in the mix. So, you know, Pop, you know, he likes to play around with lineups. So it's going to be interesting to see what he starts the season with. Yeah, and, and one thing's for sure what you're seeing after four games is they're pushing the pace, Joe. I mean, they're making it fast. You know, grab that rebound, go. Pop said that immediate day that we're going to be seeing a, an up-tempo game, a faster-paced game, a more uh, pleasing to the eye uh, pace, you know, as far as getting the points on the board. Joe, so far we've seen that, haven't we? You've seen that a lot, you know, and that's one of the good things about this this younger younger squad is – the pace, you know, and that's the thing that's going to excite Spurs fans. They were kind of coming down on the Spurs for fine, for kind of being methodical and just slow and sluggish, you know, not, not a lot of points and, and, you know, coming from fast breaks or, you know, getting slow to mm-hmm. get back on defense and the, you know, in transition and whatnot. 
But this team is exciting to watch. It's fun. I think Spurs fans are going to get excited to to see this team. I mean, who doesn't want to see an alley-oop or a high-flying dunk or a backdoor cut? You know, we've seen that some of the bigs that we have early in preseason can, in fact, pass the ball, like Jock Landau, you know, Doug yep. McDermott. So Absolutely. I'm excited about that. Yeah, you know, why don't we just go ahead and dive into some individual performances now, what we've seen so far. Uh, let's talk, let's just get the 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 positive out of the way first. That is Josh Primo. What more can you say about the kid, uh, Joe? I mean, you, you know, when he was drafted, a lot of Spurs fans were flipping tables, throwing their TVs out the window. But he, so far, Joe, when he gets minutes, he plays. He plays. The kid looks great out there on the court. I mean, who knew? You know, I'm, I mean, obviously the Spurs did because they took a gamble on, on yeah. drafting Primo uh, when nobody was really kind of eyeing him at that 12th spot, you know, and I'm sure that if the Spurs didn't draft him, somebody else would have got him. That's probably the logic behind going ahead and picking him at, at number 12. Mm. Uh, but you're looking at the kid and seeing what he can do playing with a lot of confidence, having a lot of mm-hmm. fun out there on the court. The kid's always smiling. I mean, and he, he can shoot the ball, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's been great from the field. I don't know what his shooting percentage is, but I'm sure it's pretty high, and not only that, but his ability to knock down a three, making the right decisions. I mean, kid kind of looks ready, Jeff. I'm going to be honest, but we know he'll more than likely be delegated to the Austin G League. But, I mean, if the Spurs are really going to go ahead and, you know, need maybe need some help this season, could they look at, at Primo as, as, you know, getting more playing time? Possibly, but... Either way, man, there's a lot of good things to get excited about. If you're a Spurs fan and you see Josh Primo, I'm looking forward to seeing him out in the silver and black scrimmage on Wednesday. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Works up to seven days per use. I'm talking about sweat block. Dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters, and it's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the USA. You have excessive sweating, that's where Sweat Block comes in. Wear what you want to wear, your little secret to confidence. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. I get it, talking about excessive sweating isn't fun to talk about, that's why there's Sweat Block. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweat Block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or on Amazon and at CVS. I know this is sounds too good to be true, but I've been using Sweatblock uh, once or twice a week and it's been keeping me dry the whole time. A lot of good products out there. Uh, basically, no more pitting out. No more uh, picking my shirts based on which one I'll hide the sweat better. Once again, go to sweatblock.com, promo code locked on for 20% off. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a fan favorite immediately. I mean, just look what he did in the last preseason game. He probably went eight, eight, seven, eight minutes and scored like eight, eight, nine points, like immediately, just knocking down the shot. He's definitely a good shooter. There's there, there's something there, Joe. He has a net factor. He'll likely be with the G League to start his NBA career, but you, you know, you hope that he forces the Spurs coaching staff to make them think twice about either stashing him long-term in Austin or maybe bringing him along slowly to the varsity team that is San Antonio. Yeah, but so far, the dividends look pretty good out of young Josh Primo. Joe, let's talk about something that I I think is starting to bubble with uh, some Spurs fans. That is 
Lonnie Walker. One day he's good, one day he's not. One game he's up and you know twenty something points, and then next day it's like you know a bad night. Joe, is this who Lonnie's gonna be for the rest of his career? This inconsistent player, or do you still have hope? I was still holding out hope, Jeff. But in preseason, you're kind of seeing that inconsist- inconsistency. Still, you know, to me, it's a little mm-hmm. concerning. I honestly, man, I hope the kid can turn things around, and you know, there's still an opportunity for him to do so. But as we've seen with, you know, the Spurs and what they did with Luca, I don't kind of want to see them part ways with Lonnie if he can still turn things mm-hmm. around. This is his year to do so. If he doesn't turn things around and be more consistent, I think it's in the best interest of both parties to go their separate ways. You know, I just don't think that at that mm-hmm. point, if Joe, we don't wow. see him, if we don't see him be consistent, it just means that maybe Lonnie's just not a good fit for the Spurs uh, style of basketball. Mm-hmm. There's not, I'm not to say that he might not still find a home with another team, but as far as what we need out of him, that hasn't come to fruition yet. This is going to be his season to do so. And I'm not really impressed with what I've seen out of him uh, during preseason play. It might be, this is who, who Lonnie is, you know, and it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Joe, I, I don't know if dealing him already is an answer. I, I think you still give him this one season to see if he pans out, especially that he is technically under in a contract situation right now with the, with the option on the table. Um, you know, we'll see, you know, if they, if the Spurs do not pick it up, he becomes a restricted free agent. Uh, you know, maybe this will get a light of fire under him. You know, we just don't know, but yeah, you know, inconsistency, you know, the last game, he looked good, but the game before that he was off. So still got another preseason game for him to kind of fix what's not uh, working right now for him. But, after what two three seasons already yeah you know is this him you know is he is definitely a player you want to keep an eye on in the preseason as it rolls on and, and with the regular season hey speaking of Lonnie though do you, do you like him coming off the bench or starting oh no I, I love him coming off the bench I think uh him being a role player it takes a lot of pressure off of Lonnie because if you're going ahead and uh put him into the starting lineup as you ha- can see with his inconsist- inconsistencies I think that stems from him just, you know, from a mental aspect, just need to need him. He needs to get himself going, you know, and, you know, I know all too well, you know, hey, sometimes you need to just go ahead and you get in your own head, you know. So I, I understand that aspect of the game, but I think it, it's going to be compounded for him uh, as far as the expectations and that buildup is going to be so great in that pressure if you start him versus if you have him coming off the bench and he's just, you know, this is going to be your role. You're going to be a role player. He can embrace that. And I think he could flourish. But again, it, it just mm-hmm. depends on him, you know. So hopefully he can yeah. find that that role, embrace it, and flourish and just, you know, start getting in a rhythm where he can be more consistent. Look, we don't expect him to drop 20 points a night, but you want him to put up some points, you know, and be a little bit mm-hmm. more consistent both on defense on the and the offense and make better decisions while you're out there on the court. I think in order for him to get more minutes, he's going to have to show Coach Pop and the coaching staff that he can be counted on. Right now, I think the biggest question is none of us, and we keep going back to this, really know what he can do, and we really don't know what Lonnie Walker is at this point. You know, he, he's too yeah. small to play, you know, your your power forward position, you know, and I mean, where do you fit the kid, you know, as far as the lineups go, you know, mm-hmm. coming off the bench to me, I think it's just going to be 
the best thing for him. And I'm really rooting for Lonnie. I like Lonnie. He's a good he's a good kid, man. He's a good person. Does a lot for the community. You know, the kid is so chill out there. You'd hate for mm-hmm. him not to be able to work out, you know, with the San Antonio Spurs. So hopefully good things can happen for Lonnie this season. I'll light a candle for him. Jeff. Yeah, right. <laughs> Through four games played in the preseason, Lonnie is uh, shooting 33%, Joe, and 20% from the three-point line. He's averaging eight and a half points per game, along with 2.8 assists. Yeah, that shooting percentage has got to spike a bit, but he's not the only spur in preseason that's having some shooting woes. Derek White, Joe, yeah, uh, in four games, he's averaging 26% shooting, Joe, and just 15% from the three-point line. Now, granted, uh, you know, you know, you know, he's doing other things well, you know, on the defensive end, you know, Popovich did applaud White recently for saying, you know, like, hey, he does a lot more. Yeah, his shot's probably not falling. But, Joe, is this concerning for you? You know, they paid him a lot of money, a lot of money to perform. It is preseason. I get it, Joe. These games don't count. That's what they're there for, to shake off the rust. But is that concerning for you, that his shot is just not falling? It is a little concerning to me. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, you just, you want to see him be more consistent. You know, you want to see him get into that rhythm early on and, it just doesn't seem like it's happened for him right now, you know, but you just got to keep shooting. Maybe he's going through a shooting slump right now to, to you know, kind of yeah. start this preseason. And, and that's the thing. It's, not, it's, it's not just him on the roster. Lonnie shooting bad. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about um, Murray in a bit, you know, and White shooting bad. Collectively, you know, it'd be different if he was the only one, but all the Spurs are doing it. But my, my point is, Joe, is that they paid him a lot of money, didn't they? A lot of money. They paid him a lot of money. For me. Yeah, you just you and just want to see him produce. Yeah. You know, I get it. You know, you want to mm-hmm. see him you want to see him come out of the gate and you want to see him, you know, just knocking down shots right away. But it's preseason play, you know. So mm-hmm. am I concerned? Yes, but it's preseason play. I want to see what he can do come the first couple of games of the regular season. If he's still not shooting the ball well, there's something going on there. Hopefully it's not an injury related issue. You know, that's the last thing mm-hmm. we need to see out of one Derek White. I want to see the kids stay healthy for a whole season and see what he can really do for us because we're going to really need him. I mean, he's one of our better defenders. I mean, he can see the court really well. Uh, he makes great decisions with the basketball. He's not really flashy, you know, when it comes to his offense, but he can get the job done. We need help in every almost every uh, area out there on the court. We need everyone contributing in order for the San Antonio Spurs to put together some wins this season. It's going to be really hard for them because they don't have that star they can go to anymore. You know, they don't have that person. Mm-hmm. They don't have a DeMar DeRozan. You know, they can just go ahead and throw the ball to in ISO situations and go get us a bucket. You know, this is going to have to be good fundamental team basketball. And hopefully, you know, Derek White can get out of that shooting slump that he's in right now. And, and the rest of the team as well, too, because like you stated, uh, you do have some other players who... Haven't been shooting the ball quite well as either, so you want to see him come out of that, you know? Let's start mm-hmm. the season with yeah. the win, Jeff. That's what I want to see. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, 
They have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off. Once again, at Built.com. Yeah, and you're right. You know, collectively, they're they're not uh, shooting well. I mean, your your best uh, shooter in the uh, preseason right now is you know Drew Eubanks, but sixty <laughs> percent. But hey, Drew he, works. Uh, he, play, he, he worked on his shot he, in the off season, Jeff. Come on now. <laughs> I know, I know, but he plays in the, he plays in the paint. You know, a lot of easy shots. You know, you're looking at that. It's Drew Eubanks, Josh Primo, at fifty eight percent shooting in preseason game. And then there's DeJounte Murray at 54%. Speaking of Murray though, one thing we needed to see out of him for his next step was the long ball, either a long two or just a three point shot. And Joe, yikes, hasn't really been falling for him. 27% shooting. He averages about four attempts from beyond the arc and he's only making one out of those four. Joe, this, this has to be his next step unless I'm missing something. Is this his next step in his stats development, or is it something else? He's never been one to really, you know, be known for his three-point shooting prowess, right? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, you know. But he has a great mid-range game, you know, being able to knock down, you know, 15 uh, points. I wouldn't call it great. I, well, it's I call decent. It decent. It's decent, yeah. you know, being able to knock down at least a jumper. You know, if you're not going to go ahead and make, let's say, a ton of threes, you know, to really open up the game. That's just not his forte. Then work on the mid-range game a little bit more. You know, maybe add a little uh, something else to your to your arsenal of weapons. You know, add a floater, something. You know, work on something. Show us something that you can use to to go ahead and help the team by scoring a, a little bit more. You know, uh, the three. Uh, you know, if it, if you're just not comfortable shooting the three, it's hard to get a player to get comfortable shooting the three. I know we have Chip, and he can go ahead and work on the mechanics and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I mean, if he's just not a really good three-point shooter, then why shoot a whole bunch of those? Kind of go with mm-hmm. what you what you can do right now. You know, work on that right. mid-range game, and maybe add a floater or something, a teardrop. You know, to your arsenal of weapons. You know, pay homage to Tony Parker. You know, do a little teardrop. That'd be pretty, pretty dope. I, I wouldn't mind. Uh, you know, Dejounte shooting a, a little teardrop here and there. Yeah, I mean, look, Dejounte. I, I, I think you know, he obviously he's going to be you know one of the more steady hands uh, for this San Antonio Spurs this upcoming season. You, know, you, you know what you're going to get out of him. You can rely on it, game in, game out. There's that. You just hope that you know on the court he takes that extra step uh, once the games count. Uh, then knocking down the three ball because that's what the Spurs sucked last year. They just could not make it through to save their life. I, I think as far as leadership is concerned, you're seeing that on the court with him this season. He's been wanting to take that role since last year when he recently said that, yeah, he was in the era of veterans like DeMar and LMA and Rudy. So, you know, he's capable of doing that. If that's his development, I take it. You know, I, I think that'd be good. I think that'll help San Antonio Spurs, this very young team. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. We're talking with Joe Garcia. He is a host of Two Shots Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast right now. 
a couple more uh, players, Joe, before we circle back to just the team collectively and our thoughts. Uh, Brent Forbes, you know, he comes back and puts on that silver and black uniform once again. And you look, you, you know, you're what you get out of him defensively. But offensively, he's been there for San Antonio in the preseason game. We know, uh, you know, double figure scoring at 20 something the other night uh, in the preseason matchup. Joe, are we making too much of Brent Forbes right now in the preseason? Or you think this is a good sign of things to come? I think it's actually a good sign of things to come. And why aren't we talking about Bryn Forbes' defense? I mean, the kid, not the kid, but I mean, Bryn stood his ground and and got us the W at the end of regulation against the, the Magic, you know? I mean, you hadn't seen that out of Bryn in the past, you know? So something changed over when he was playing with the Bucks. You know, he got that championship mentality. I mean... You kind of oh, like he's playing with swagger. He is. He is just looking very confident. Like just physically, his body language is very confident. He is, and I think that's translating into him shooting the ball quite well. You know, he's playing a lot better out there on the court. And as as I said again, you know, his defense. Can't believe I'm saying this about Bryn Forbes. I mean, the kid could play some D. You know, so good on him. I mean, we got him at a discount, and we mm-hmm. got him because he can shoot the ball. Let's be honest, you know, the Spurs couldn't shoot the ball well last season. You know, they couldn't buy a three, Jeff. Mm-hmm. There were some times that you would see them fall behind in the game really quick. They tried to shoot themselves back in. They would make it close. They'd make it, a, you know, interesting at the end of the game, but it, they just ran out of gas, you know. And, and with Bryn, I mean, hey, he can shoot a three. He can shoot a mid-range jumper. If you need some buckets, you're gonna could, you're going to put Bryn Forbes out there. I mean, I think it was just a, a a brilliant move in hindsight now by the San Antonio Spurs to bring back one Bryn Forbes. I think that is going to play play dividends for the team this coming season because hopefully we're a little bit better from beyond the arc, Jeff. Because we were atrocious. I think we were one of what the worst shooting three point yeah. uh, three point shooting team. I oh, think just, we're like just, second just, to the last. Just in attempts alone. Yeah, just it, attempts alone. Just attempts. Just trying to make them dead last last season, but Brent is definitely going to uh, fix that. You know, one thing I think we forget about is that you know, we talk about chemistry and how it needs to develop, but there's already chemistry uh, with Brent Forbes back. I mean, he's played with Derek White. He's played with Pirtle. He's played with DeJounte. Uh, he's played with Keldon. So I, I think that's something to keep an eye on. You know, if the fact that they have some familiarity with, e- with each other, will we see lineups featuring heavy, you know, heavy names of those players together on the court? Uh, you know, it's not like he's coming in to a completely different roster. He's not, you know, there's a lot of guys he's played with. So that, I think that'll help as far as uh, fastening the, uh, uh, you know, or speeding up, I should say, the chemistry issue. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. You know, speaking of uh, three point shooting, Joe, the Spurs addressed that with Doug McDermott. Uh, what are your thoughts so far on McDermott? He's only averaging about eight points per game in the preseason. But, you know, I don't know. What what do you think before I dive into what I think? I kind of like him, man. I, Dougie McBuckets, you know, he's one of the, the the guys that I, or players, should I say, that I had my eye on, you know, in free agency. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that the Spurs were going to be able to scoop him up. And sure enough, they were able to, you know, work out a deal and get Dougie McBuckets. He's a role player. He can shoot the ball, you know, can pass. I mean, I think he's going to be a good role player for the San Antonio Spurs and 
at the end of the day, you need to add role players to your team in order to get some wins. I mean, you can't just try to look for NBA All-Stars all around, you know, and just add them. I mean, they're not coming to San Antonio right now. You know, when this team is in full rebuild rebuild mode, but what you can do is go out and get some decent pieces. And I think that's what Dougie McBuckets is, Doug McDermott. He's a, a, a role player, a solid piece that the Spurs added to the team that should, on paper, make the team better. Now, how is it going to translate into a real game scenario? We're about to find out here fairly quickly, but hopefully we can right. see him, you know, in person when we go to the Silver and Black scrimmage on Wednesday and See what he can do. You know, I think they're going to have a lot of fun out there. And I look forward to to seeing him maybe knock down a three or, you know, give a, a backdoor cut to, mm-hmm. to one of his teammates, you know. Yeah, we're just going by percentages in preseason. Uh, he's not even top five. Uh, he's number eight on the roster at 41 percent. Now he's taking three attempts from beyond the arc, Joe, and he's only making one. It's 41 percent shooting. Uh, so, uh, you know, you know, maybe that's just, again, him getting used to a new roster, him getting used to new players, him, you know, the, 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 the Spurs that have been here, like your Keldas and Bryn and Lonnie getting used to where he likes the ball and uh, for his, you know, comfortability level. So maybe there's just that, you know, so he's ranked eighth overall. Again, it's just preseason. I get that. You know, Bryn Forbes, you, you know, I, I'm not counting Alfarika Minu because he's only taking one three point attempt and he's made it. Not enough attempts, but I actually say Brandon Forbes, he's first on the uh, roster with with uh, 55% 55% shooting from three, Joe. He averages about 5.5. He makes three of those. That's pretty good. So, yeah, uh, it it is interesting to see. I just just hope he gets, uh, you know, his legs under him or familiarity with the team. I think he's a great player. I think he's a good player. He's averaging about eight points per game in the preseason. Overall shooting about 43%, getting about 22 minutes per game. So he is getting a good uh, chunk of time on that court. So, yeah, just something to keep an eye on. You know, hopefully that percentage will rise. Joe, you know, Devin Vassell, you look at him and what he's doing in the preseason, just being very aggressive. And he made it clear in the uh, in training camp that he was looking to be more aggressive on the offensive end. His teammates have been noting it, too. And so far, we've been seeing that 8.2 points per game, 43% shooting uh, from the field. He's actually shooting about, let me look it up here for everybody, 45% from the three-point line and giving you about four rebounds per game. Joe, dare I say that he could possibly be a six-man candidate? He very well could be. And, you know, one of the things that I'm actually paying uh, close attention to is – how many minutes has he played, you know, because it seems like he's gotten a decent amount of minutes since, you know, preseason started when they had their first game with mm-hmm. the Jazz. He played 20 plus minutes. Then I look, you know, he's been averaging, you know, pretty decent minutes throughout the first couple of games. 23 minutes against uh, was this the next team that he played against? This was against the Pistons. Then I'm looking, OK, how many minutes mm-hmm. did he play against Miami? And I'm looking for it right now. He played 14 minutes. And then the last game against the uh, the Magic, he played 21 minutes. So I think that Coach Pop and the, co- and, the, and the coaching staff are really seeing something out of this kid to give him that many minutes in preseason play. And, and mind you, when you give somebody that many minutes in preseason, that's saying something because minutes are hard to come by in preseason because 
you're trying to test out what you have in all your players, you know, and the Spurs, as I, mm-hmm. as, as I remember, Jeff, they still need to go ahead and make a cut. And I know we're not going to mm-hmm. talk about, you know, all this stuff, but, you know, Aminu hasn't really gotten a, a ton of minutes. So that right. could be saying something right there. But I'm just saying if we're looking at minutes given to, you know, each individual player, I mean, Devin Vassell is up there. Uh, so that means that they're seeing a lot of growth out of this young man. And I personally, I like him, man. I, I like the way he shoots the mm-hmm. ball. I like his energy on the court. Yeah. I like the way that he plays defense, you know, and doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He can see the 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 court really well, has a high basketball IQ. I want to see some more of Devin Vassell. I'm rooting for him. I want to see him get some more minutes this season. Uh, maybe that might be mm-hmm. him coming off the bench. I'm fine with that. I want to see what the kid can do. Yeah, I I like him. I, I think I think he was a pretty good draft pick uh, when the Spurs selected him. You know, he's long, he's lanky. You know, he's added some size to his frame. He was definitely uh, looked upon as the leader in the in the uh, summer league. As a matter of fact, no, he he was. They, they everything was running through him, and it looked like it paid off. I'm rooting for him, and I think he will develop into a fine NBA player. I actually think the Spurs factor him into this youth movement, this core movement that they're pushing forward. So uh, good. For Vassell, you know, overall, Joe, you know, the uh, is it still a work in progress? Of course, you know, Keldon looks like, you, you know, that he's still being Keldon, putting up good numbers. Uh, you look at Lonnie, you know, still the inconsistency, but when he's on, he's on. And bringing in new players, McDermott, you mentioned Landale. You know, the Spurs are who they are. And this is just going to take time to really see what they can be. And it's not going to happen right away. It's not going to happen the first month of the regular season. We'll probably get a good gauge of what this team is going to be for the rest of the season, maybe month three. Month three of the regular season, we'll say, okay, you know what? This is who they are. They're going to be overachievers. They're going to be underachievers, or they're just going to be that uh, a 500 team. I mean, Vegas has them as one of the worst teams in the league this upcoming season, only winning 28 games. You know, do the Spurs use that as motivation? This is a team, as of right now, that has no superstars, not even an all-star. Not one all-star. So, you know, hopefully that'll become that. Joe, overall thoughts on the Spurs after four preseason games? This is a work in progress. Um, You know, I think Vegas saying that they're going to win 28 games is kind of right around what I was thinking that they were going to possibly win. If they win any more. You don't think they're going to bust that? If they win more than 28, that's already a victory in my book. I, I just think that, you know, you have a lot of new faces on this team. You're going to have to build team chemistry. It's going to be a, a work in progress constantly. You know, they're going to be working on things, trying to get better. Are they going to be competitive? I think they might be competitive out there, you know, and they're going to have a faster pace. They're going to be a little bit better on the defensive end. But is it going to necessarily translate into a whole lot of wins? Probably not, you know. But again, this is a full rebuild. So right now the focus is on growth, you know, and that's what we need to really focus on more then the wins themselves. How are these players growing, you know, when you're starting the season and how they're going to end the season? That's basically what I'm looking for right now. Want to see how some of these younger players are doing, as well as some of the, the new additions as far as the veterans that we've added to the team. So all in all, mm-hmm. Spurs fans just need to be patient. You know, if they don't make the playoffs again, it's not a wasted season. In order for you to get back there, you have to start somewhere. And this is where we're going to have to start Spurs fans. So when the Spurs team does get back to the playoffs, it's really special when your team can do that. So don't take that for granted. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
work in progress, chemistry, getting to know each other. Those have been the buzzwords so far in, in uh, preseason. It definitely shows it on the court. So hopefully, you know, they'll get things going on the right foot, Joe. They still got one more uh, preseason game versus the Rockets before the real deal begins versus the Magic to open up the regular season. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. Uh, you can let Joe know what you think about uh, his thoughts on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast right now. What's going on with Two Shots, by the way, Joe? Oh, we're going to be recording an episode later on tonight, and we're going to be talking about everything from Dallas Cowboys uh, football, and we're going to ask, are the Cowboys for real? We're going to talk a little bit about the MLB playoffs. Of course, we're going to go ahead and talk about Lucas Simonich and the Spurs letting or waving him, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about San Antonio Spurs basketball and maybe about, you know, some combat sports, some boxing, because we had Wilder versus Fury 3, one oh, of the better trilogies in that boxing. That was a good fight. Yeah, man, that was a great fight. I mean, if you paid for that fight and you didn't watch it by other means, you got your money's worth. This was one that you wanted to pay for. So it was great to me. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to probably wind up bringing you on maybe later on this week so we can go ahead and geek out Absolutely. a little bit, Jeff. Absolutely. By the way, you remember the movie Street Fighter? Oh, man. How can I not? It was like the the worst good <laughs> film I've ever seen as far as adaptation of video game movies. Oh, man. Oh, man. Bison. It was actually, I, I saw it because I was flipping through uh, Sling, and uh, I think some uh, one of those channels was – I just saw the, like, the little um, graphic of it, like now playing Street Fighter. I didn't tune in because it's, it's an atrocious movie. But I, yeah. for, I, I actually forgot that – John Claude played Captain Guile, even though Captain Guile is an American, but yeah. they put a what a, a French guy in the role, which is John Claude. Yeah, it's it it's one. Of I'm those too much of a, a purist. I, I mean, that's one thing. I I'm a big nerd geek, but I am a purist. If the source material says Captain Guile is an American, I better see an American. He didn't even have the buzz cut, Joe. No, not even the buzz cut that Captain Guile's known for. Yeah, the costumes were questionable. The you know, the actors that they got were questionable. It has a cult, you know, following. It's a cult it does classic. Have a cult following. Yeah, I mean, it a, it's one of those classic. that's so bad it's good, Jeff. You know, you either like it or you don't. It's, yeah. Hey, it's 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 fun to watch. It makes you laugh. Let's put it like that. We never even got the sonic boom move. Oh, we, yeah. we got we got the we got the flash kick, but we didn't get the sonic boom. Yeah, again, another thing that they didn't do right in the movie. Hey, maybe they you can go ahead and get some some of us together and we can recreate that, you know, <laughs> a fan-made oh, movie. <laughs> I think we we make it better than that movie uh, came out. The only one that was uh, close to it that was comic accurate was Zangief. The the actor yeah, they got yeah. to play Zangief was pretty pretty on spot. Uh but I mean, yeah, just, uh, yeah, it was a weird movie, but it does have a cult following. And you go back and watch it, you just laugh. Yeah. And you're like, how did I think this was so awesome when I was younger? When you first watched it, like, now you, you're like, you love the game so what much. What was I think? Yeah, you love the game so much, you just take whatever. Yeah. Uh, hey, and by the way, uh, thanks for making Locked On Spurs uh, your choice uh, for uh, Spurs podcast. We appreciate that. Now go check out Locked On Celtics with my good friend, John Corrales. He'll catch you up on everything you need to know about the Boston Celtics and subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. So for Joe Garcia, I am Joe, or should I say Joe uh, Honda <laughs> Garcia. It was a Honda. It was a, yeah, you're a big dude. Yeah, you you can play the role as Honda. Um, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lot on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Mm-hmm.